The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. And John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no holds barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. And I'm your co host, Adam Spees. And today we are continuing the Sweet 16 round in our 2022 patron tournament. In one corner, what's the secret of his powers? He'll take you high above the mucky muck. It's Josh, the Wonder Kid, Wenrick. Woo, it lives on. I love it. Woohoo. Hey, everyone. Josh, welcome back. Uh, tell everyone at home a little bit about you. Hey, uh, yeah, I live in Williamsburg, Virginia. I enjoy long runs in the sunlight. Uh, I like trivia, of course, playing Scrabble, and humiliating my kids in Monopoly. There you go. You still with uh, Amazon? I think you were last time you were on the show. I'm with a company that has uh, a name that rhymes with Amazon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you said you were going to be growing out a big beard, but it's just stubble right now. Ah, I shaved. You know, <laughs> shaved. Yeah. It was too itchy. I was like, oh, you know, uh, just... once once you get past that, though, you don't even feel it anymore. <laughs> He was intimidated. You... He was going to come on with John. Like, whoa, whoa, okay, right. no, no. <laughs> All right, in the other corner, for an extra grand, you can call him Ted Nugent, and he'll let you take him out for dinner. It's Cheyenne Fletch Fletcher. Oh, there you go. I think it's going to take a lot more than a grand for me to allow you to call me <laughs> Ted Nugent. <laughs> Cheyenne, uh, remind the folks at home a little bit about you. Yeah, just uh, Cheyenne Fletcher from Tulsa, Oklahoma, run trivia company here, uh, questionable company, and uh, I also like running into the sun and trivia. But not Monopoly. I don't like Monopoly. I mean, who does really? <laughs> no. All right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head -head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know our contenders just a little bit better. And since we just recently, a week or so ago, talked about it uh, on our other podcast, The Blast From Our Past, and honestly, I think one of our best episodes, well, I, maybe top five, Gentlemen, I want to know, what is your favorite Beatles song? I mean, and uh, yeah. shout out to Will Dennison, who joined us on that episode. Yes, yeah, he was a great knowledge base for that one. Cheyenne, you were still alive when the Beatles were around, so I'll, I'll let you go first. Wow. <laughs> Bit of a yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. I like I like the Beatles. I don't know their music all that great. But I do. I, Eleanor Rigby. I really like Eleanor Rigby. 
Okay. Uh, you know, I really got into the Beatles a couple years ago, kind of listened to all their albums. I don't know if I really have a favorite, though. Uh, you know, I think I just like... Uh, your revolution, just the uh, the screechiness of uh, of the voices. So I'll go with uh, re- with revolution. All right. Um, to be fair, uh, out of all their hits, not really a bad song among them. All really good songs. But one of you mentioned my number one favorite Beatles song, and that was Eleanor Rigby. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Cheyenne's gonna get to pick first in round one. Cheyenne, what category would you like? You know, it's not my best category, but John is hosting, and I feel like it needs to be out there. So we are going to go with literature. Yeah. <laughs> Twist in the knife. <laughs> and we're going to start in the 70s. Originally written in Italian by Italo Covino in 1972, and li- then later translated into English, what novel details the descriptions of cities by an explorer Marco Polo to the elderly emperor Kublai Khan? Kublai Khan, excuse me. Kublai Khan, Kublai Khan. Baby, baby Kublai Khan. <laughs> One more time. Sorry. Originally written in Italian by Italo Calvino in 1972 and then later translated into English, what novel details the descriptions of cities by an explorer Marco Polo to the elderly emperor Kublai Khan? I mean, I want to say like the Adventures of Marco Polo, but that was in the question. So, uh, Adventures of Marco Polo. Adventures of Marco Polo is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Can Can you just repeat what was the Italian author's name? Italo Calvino. You know, this this seems like it'd be right up my alley. I mean, combining literature and, and geography, but I just can't pull it. I don't know. Um, uh, I'll say the Silk Road. The Silk Road is also incorrect. I pulled this from uh, a magazine's list of the best uh, books or novels of the 70s. It is called Invisible Cities. Oh, still haven't heard of it. (laughs) You probably rolled on my hardest question out of all of them. (laughs) Get it out of the way. Yep. All right, no points there. Over to Josh. What category would you like? Well, I'll, I'll go with movies, please. Okay. That decade is also the 70s. Name this 1978 Buddy Stoner film that is the first feature-length one starring Cheech and Chong. Yeah, you know, this really isn't uh, my area. I really couldn't name any of their movies. I feel that uh, Up in Smoke is one. I don't know for certain, but that's really all that I have. So I'll say Up in Smoke. Up in Smoke is correct okay. yeah i knew that one just wasn't sure that that was the first i know okay. i was like uh i only have one answer i can give and it's gonna be up in smoke and then he gave it and i'm like please don't make me have to come up with another one if that's wrong <laughs> i didn't realize they made several movies are they like the, the 70s abbott and costello yeah mm-hmm. yeah pretty much i only remember that in the corsican brothers which just wasn't a weed smoking movie no <laughs> All right, Cheyenne, what category do you want? Let's go sports. Okay. And that decade is the 80s. All right, this question is brought to us by Will Dennison. Arguably the most dominant football team of all time, the 1985 version of what NFL franchise gave up the fewest points in the NFL that year 
with their point differential of plus 258 being the best margin in NFL history. And they gave up a total of only 10 points in three playoff games, including the Super Bowl. I don't know. It was a very long question, yeah. so I can read that no, again. No, no, no. I, I, I don't know where Will Dennison is from. This sounds like a very Homer question, because <laughs> uh, is it Bears? Da Bears is correct. Da Bears. As the same year they did the Super Bowl shuffle. Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> what? How it, dare you? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with Cheyenne on that. That was unfortunate. All right, back over to Josh. Um, let's shoot for TV. Okay. And we're going to shoot way back to the 50s. What 1952 show starred a real-life husband and wife entertainment duo, and the show was named after them? The character Otho references them in the film Beetlejuice when going through the previous owner's clothes. Trying to get to the Beetlejuice reference, I don't recall that. I think Otho was like the friend who, uh, the friend of the, the couple played by uh, Catherine O'Hara and Jeffrey Jones. But going back to the shows, I think there's only one or two shows. So I'm just going to flip a coin and say Ozzy and Harriet. Oh, look, Ozzy and Harriet <laughs> is <laughs> correct. All right. You lucked into a couple questions there, Josh. Uh, skin of my teeth, man. <laughs> All right, back over to Cheyenne. What category would you like? Uh, let's try food. Okay. Your decade is the 90s. With the first one opening up in New York City in 1991, what movie memorable be... Uh, <laughs> what movie memorable... Wow, I can't talk today. Memorable... Memorable... You know what I'm trying to say. Memorabilia theme <laughs> movie restaurant has had 90 locations at its height. Currently, there are only six locations, including a casino in Las Vegas. Uh, shoot. Um, I don't know. Um, Planet Hollywood? Planet Hollywood is correct. Mm -hmm. right. That was at the time when, like, these restaurant T-shirts were at its height, like their Hard Rock shirts and the Planet Hollywood shirts. Yep. Like, every kid in my, like, middle school wore those. <laughs> it was all about, like, how many different cities can you get? It's funny, too. Uh, there is a bar in Stillwater, Oklahoma that at one point surpassed Hard Rock Cafe as the most sold t-shirt on the planet. Whoa. Called Eskimo Joe's. And like, it's really bizarre. <laughs> okay. Alright, we are back over to Josh and left. We have music, toys and games, news, fashion, and slang. Let's go with, let's go with news. Okay. News and politics, and it's the 60s. Shh. Name this period of intense socio-political and socio-cultural change in Quebec that started after the election of 1960. It's characterized by the effective secularization of government, the creation of a state-run welfare, or sorry, of a state-run welfare state, as well as realignment of politics into federalist and sovereignist factions. <laughs> okay. Uh, can, can you just repeat that again really quick? Yep. Really slowly. <laughs> really slowly. Okay. <laughs> Name this period of intense sociopolitical and sociocultural change in Quebec that started after the election of 1960. It's characterized by the effective secularization of government, the creation of a state-run welfare state, as well as realignment of politics into federalist and sovereignist factions. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought you said we got all the hard questions out of the way 
I mean, for uh, literature, you had the hard question for literature. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any pull. I'll just say the, I don't know, uh, cause, because they speak French there, I'll say something like Franconization. Uh, whatever you said is incorrect. <laughs> oh, surprise. Cheyenne, can you steal? Uh, no, I'll just say the uh, Paul Paquette revolution. <laughs> All right. Say that one more time so I can get the words that you said. The Paul Paquette revolution. The Paul Paquette revolution is a lot closer than you think. It is, revolution is in the name, but it is called the quiet revolution. All right, Cheyenne, it's your turn to pick. What category would you like? I am a really, like, I'm famous for my fashion style. <laughs> So I'll I'll take fashion. You've been shopping at Eskimo Joe's again, haven't you? Yes. Uh, let's see here, it's the seventies. Stevie Nicks was an icon for what fashion style in the seventies? Its name means a socially unconventional person, especially one who is involved in the arts. Some even wrote a rap city about it. Wrote a what? A rap city. Oh, oh, oh. Bohemian. Bohemian is correct. I thought you said Rap City at first. I was like, a Rap City? Well, yes. Atlanta? Atlanta? What's a Rap City? (laughs) All right, Josh. What category do you want? Let's try music, please. Okay. And that decade is the 90s. Michael Hutchins, lead singer of what band, was found dead on November 22, 1997 at the Ritz-Carlton in Sydney, Australia, by an apparent suicide by asphyxiation. I think this was probably one of the first groups I ever bought, you know, uh, cassette tapes, because that's when cassette tapes were all the rage, right? Right before CDs. So uh, this is In Excess. In Excess is correct. Uh, All right, Cheyenne. Uh, Looks like we got toys and games and slang left. Toys and games, so hit or miss, but I'll give it a go. All right. Toys and games. And it's the 2000s. In what 2002 board game by Rio Grande Games do players compete to run successful plantations growing corn, coffee, sugar, tobacco, and indigo? It is also named after the fourth fourth largest island in the Caribbean. I I had it, like I was like 90% sure. Yeah, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is correct. Yeah. It is not a game I've played yet, but it is consistently listed in like the top ten games of all time of so many lists I've seen. I'm the same way. I've never played it, but it's just always ranked so high. All right, well, that leaves slang for Josh. Yes, it does. And his decade is going to be the '90s. This was a phrase that was made famous by Seinfeld. It was a way of shortening a long story by leaving out unnecessary details. There I was, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada is correct. And I'm really tired in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? All right, we are neck and neck all tied up. Both Josh and Cheyenne have 40 going into round two. All right, well, Cheyenne gets to pick first in round one, so Josh, you're going to get to pick for him here in round two. What category would you want to give him? Let's give him slang. Okay. 
And that decade is going to be the 60s. What term refers to any establishment authority figure interested in maintaining the corporate or political sta- political status quo? Howdy, what? Can I hear that one more time? Mm-hmm. What term refers to any establishment authority figure interested in maintaining the corporate or political status quo? I don't know. Uh, Big Brother. Big Brother is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? That was my guess, Cheyenne. Uh, I felt it was a little too early, but I really couldn't come up with anything else. Um, Can you repeat it one more time? Sorry. What term refers to any establishment authority figure interested in maintaining the corporate or political status quo? I'm not pulling anything up. I'll, I'll just say square. Square is incorrect. Adam, do you know this one? I have a guess. Um, I, I feel like it could have been used around the 60s, and it's pretty generic, but to me this just sounds like the man. The man is what I was looking for. Uh, okay. All right, that's okay. Again, we're starting off uh, our... Uh, our round with uh, no points there, and that's quite all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Now, I believe, uh, Cheyenne, you were picking for Josh. Yeah. And once again, I will never skip an opportunity <laughs> to say literature. I <laughs> hate you all. <laughs> Coming at ya. Oh, and I threw the dice too, too loud or too much. And it is the 90s. What American music and entertainment magazine, founded by producers David Salzman and Quincy Jones in 1993, predominantly features R&B and hip-hop music artists, actors, and other entertainers? Probably Carlos Valdez's favorite music, uh, favorite magazine, excuse me. Uh, can you repeat the name at the end? Carlos Valdez, uh, V-A-L-D-E-S. Yeah, I, coming up blank here uh i don't think it's something like jet or anything like that Um, hopefully it doesn't give uh, cheyenne any clues but i'll say beat magazine beat is incorrect cheyenne can you steal the only thing that is the source source is also incorrect i did i tried to give a second way in but the second way in is a little obscure uh, Carlos Valdez uh, plays a character on the TV show The Flash, and he plays the hero Vibe. That's what I thought. Vibe okay. magazine is what I was okay. looking for. That was the other one I kind of had in my head, but that's all right. That was going to be a tough one. Uh, all right, uh, where are we? Uh, Josh is picking for Cheyenne. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, I'll I'll give you fashion, Cheyenne. That's you got it. <laughs> We've already covered how. <laughs> and the decade is the two thousands. This is right up your alley, Cheyenne. What skirt, also called tulip skirt or balloon skirt, is a voluminous skirt whose hem is tucked back under to create a certain effect at the bottom? I know you said words. (laughs) I don't know what any of those words meant. Um, Do you know what the word skirt means? Because I said it about (laughs) five or six times. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm right after we're done with this, I'm gonna grill skirt steak for my family. Nice. So I know exactly what skirt is. Uh, uh, hoop skirt. Hoop skirt is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Uh, I'm gonna have you repeat the question. Okay. What skirt, 
also called tulip skirt or balloon skirt, is a voluminous skirt whose hem is tucked back under to create a certain effect at the bottom. I'll say puff skirt. Puff skirt is also incorrect. Uh, it is known as a bubble skirt. When you explained it, I definitely remember seeing uh, ladies wearing that shirt, that skirt mm-hmm. before. But yeah, okay. All right. Well, uh, uh, I seem to be gaining all the points here in the round two. <laughs> uh, all right. It's like John 100 <laughs> and us 15. That's what I aim Thanks. for. That out. <laughs> I aim for pain. Uh, all right. Uh, Cheyenne. Believe Josh me. is picking for, oh. Josh is okay. picking for Cheyenne. <laughs> oh. Oh, is that sure? No, I thought, no, I'm not sure. I thought I picked. I flipped, damn it. I he just picked sh- fashion for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I am. You should have said yes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so I'm picking. And. Toys and games. And the decade will be the 90s. Rash, Zitz, and Pimple are the three main characters in what 1991 amphibious game for the NES? Okay. Uh, I think I've got the answer. I know this game is notorious for being extremely difficult. I hope it's the game I'm thinking of, but I'll say Battletoads. Battletoads is correct nice you broke that log jam (laughs) (laughs) all right you got the point now you got to pick a category for cheyenne uh you know he mentioned cooking some food later tonight so let's uh let's get him on his way give him food and that decade is the 80s project kansas was the secret name of the project to develop what product Although it outraged the public for three months, it was actually in production until 2002. Hmm. Wow. Uh, you said it was in production until 2002? Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I, I McFlurry. McFlurry is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Uh, did you give a year when it was first introduced or no? No, I didn't. Okay, so just a product that was introduced in the 80s. Uh, well, I, I really only came down to one, and I didn't realize it was in production that long, but I'll go with New Coke. New Coke is correct. Oh, wow. Good job. I was really trying to think of something that had like a twister tornado kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not actually sure why they called it Project Kansas. That's just what they called yeah. it. Misdirection. Well, <laughs> well, New Coke sucks. Kansas sucks. It, it, yeah, it, it, it totally makes sense to me. I'm kidding. I have no issues with Kansas. All right. Well, Josh got the steal, and now, Cheyenne, you got to give him a category. Um, literature. We, again. <laughs> you have, have, yeah, y'all have both missed uh, both of the literature, so that would have been a good tactic. Music. Okay. The decade is the 50s. All right. And this is another question brought to us by Will Dennison. Thank you, Will. Early in their careers, the Beatles performed almost as many covers as they did original music. One of their favorites was Roll Over Beethoven, which they included on their 1963 second studio album with the Beatles. 
The song was originally written and recorded in 1956 by what, quote, father of rock and roll. Yeah. Um, I feel that, you know, there's a uh, I don't know. I'm going to go with Marvin's more famous cousin, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry is correct. All right, hold on. I got to go get on a plane and go stab him real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's uh, making, getting some distance between you, Cheyenne. No. All right. Josh, what category do you want to give to Cheyenne? Looks like we've got music, TV, sports, and news and politics left. I don't think we have music. Yeah, we just, oh, we just we did just music. music. Oh, music. that's because I accidentally did the wrong one. We have movies. Uh, I mean, I liked his, I like Cheyenne's uh, game theory. Can I give him literature again? But uh, <laughs> yeah. We don't have literature on this show. Exactly. Literature. literature. That's right. Everyone's <laughs> got to have their gimmick. Just let me have mine. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you know what? Just to be a jerk, since I'm editing this one, I'm going to bleep every time y'all say literature. <laughs> Uh, Everybody will still know. Yeah. They'll still know. <laughs> Let's give Cheyenne sports. Okay. And we are staying in the 50s. June 29th, 1956, Charles Dumas became the first person to high jump more than how many feet? What? What year again? Uh, 1956. Six feet. Six feet is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? Okay. Uh, repeat the question, please. June 29th, 1956, Charles Dumas became the first person to high jump more than how many feet? So high jump. All right. So this is before Fosbury and doing his famous Fosbury flop. I, uh, Cheyenne, I thought your answer was pretty much on par. I didn't think they really got that high until, uh, until they did that technique of you know, twisting their bodies going over. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go one up and say seven feet. Seven feet is correct. <laughs> oh, wow. I would have gone one down. John, every time I hear the name Dumas, Dumas <laughs> I always think of the shot. I know, I do too. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> uh, all right, where are we, Adam? Uh, I believe he uh, gets the steal, and now Cheyenne is picking for Josh. So, little rapture, right? <laughs> um, Coming at you. <laughs> uh, I haven't been paying attention. I haven't been marking off very We've well. Uh, movies, movies, still? movies, TV, yeah, yeah. and news and politics. Yeah, let's go movie. Okay. And it's the 90s. All right. This question is brought to us by Brian Nash. Actor Bill Pullman plays Lone Star in Spaceballs, and pilots a Winnebago with the call sign Eagle 5. In what 1996 film is his call sign Eagle 1? Oh, that's when he was President Whitmore defending the world against the alien invaders. Uh, that's Independence Day. Independence Day is correct. Mm. All right. Okay, what's our score right now? This is getting ugly. <laughs> it's uh, Josh has 90, Cheyenne has 40. You need one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to get one or you're screwed. Yeah, this is bad luck. Oh. All right. Uh, Josh, what category do you want to give to him? Uh, we have TV and news and politics left. I'll 
I'll give him news in politics. Yeah, thanks for that, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) The decade is the 2000s. And this question is brought to you by Will Dennison. Beatles. (laughs) Yeah. On September 11th, 2001, United Flight 93 was taken over by terrorists and was supposed to be used to attack the U.S. Capitol. But the plan was thwarted by passengers on board who sacrificed their own lives to stop the attack. What two-word phrase was uttered by heroic martyr Todd Beamer immediately before the passengers took back the plane? It became a rallying cry during the ensuing war on terror. Should know this, but I don't rise up. I don't know. I, I don't know. Rise up is incorrect. Josh, can you steal? He's got it. I think you had asked a similar question, and I was all you know, I was, I was preparing to, to give the Pennsylvania town that they ended up crashing in. Uh, but I believe Todd Beamer said, Let's roll. Let's roll is correct. All right, and that leaves TV left. TV for Josh. This is uh, very important, and it's the 60s. All right. Ooh la la. Julia Child was an icon of American home cooking. Her seminal cooking show aired on February 11th, 1963, and was named what? Uh, I feel this is the answer, but I just wonder if it's just, I don't know, too, too easy. Um, maybe it's just in my head. Uh, I'll say the joy of cooking. The joy of cooking is incorrect. Cheyenne, can you steal? No, I, uh, the French chef. The French chef is correct. Whoa. <laughs> All right. That is the end of round two. Adam, what is our score going into the final round? Well, with the skin of his teeth still making it a potentially viable game, Cheyenne has 50, but Josh currently has him doubled up at 100. All right. Well, we need to know what categories we're going to be putting into the final round. Josh, since you were in the lead, what category would you like? Uh, man, what the pick? I'll go fashion. <laughs> Very interesting. And the decade is the 60s. All right. And Cheyenne? Uh, sports. Let's, uh, all right. Okay. As long as we don't have to figure out how high people jump. (laughs) (laughs) That decade is also the 60s. All right. All right. So, gentlemen, based on 60s sports and 60s fashion, go ahead and write down your bids. I refuse to write it down. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty please? No, 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 no. It's it's already been destined. John has locked in my (laughs) wager every single time I'm on this game from this point forward, and it will never change. Well, that's that. I'm ready. I have I have written down my score. Okay. All right. <laughs> Here is your 60s fashion question. What popular hairstyle of the 60s is named after what is what was believed to be the haircut of a young late medieval male servant? It has straight hair hanging to below the ear where it usually turns under. There's often bangs in the front. And your 60s sports question, the NBA added two teams in 1969, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. 
while the Hawks packed their bags and moved to Atlanta, from what Midwestern city, the 69th biggest by population in the U.S., and the second biggest in its state? The largest city in its state is named after a different state. I'm here to let you all know you guys should all check out the BFOP network. That's B-F-O-P network, BFOP, to get all of your nostalgic-based podcast needs. You guys are going to love it. I promise there's going to be a show for absolutely everybody out there. BFOPnetwork.com. I guess I can lock in. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, let's find out uh, what y'all put as your answers. Josh? What were your answers to the question? So I was hoping to get a really hard fashion question. I don't know. Maybe it is hard. I, I feel that this was kind of an easy answer for me to get. Um, I went with page boy being the, the type of haircut. Uh, as for the Midwestern city, yeah, I, I struggled with this, trying to figure out, going through all the states. Um, also, I mean, what is a Midwestern state? I guess that can be kind of ambiguous, but I centered in around Missouri because Kansas City uh, is there. And uh, being that the largest city, I reasoned that St. Louis was the second largest. So I said St. Louis. All right. And Cheyenne. Right, like, there's not much drama here. Yeah. Page Boy in St. Louis. <laughs> like, <laughs> we have the same answers. Let's uh, let's see what the answers are to the questions. Uh, the popular hairstyle from the '60s, named after uh, the a medieval male servant, was indeed the page boy. And in sports, the Atlanta Hawks moved from the city of St. Louis. So both uh, both people are going to be getting their wagers here. Let's find out how this ended. Cheyenne, what was your bid? Hopefully. Josh used this crazy concept I still don't understand that everybody uses and <laughs> says champions bet zero. That's what I my fingers crossed for. But yeah, 50 points, all of it. Like, all right, and Josh? I normally go with that adage, uh, Cheyenne. I, I do. Um, I felt that maybe it was being a little unlucky, but I, I went with one. <laughs> one, I see it. No, no. Did you see that? There was it was, oh, a it was zero. Like, like some people put the slash. They yeah, put a slash a mark through on, the zero. Yeah, yeah, there's a mark on the inside of the zero. I don't know what that mark uh, is. All right, Adam, do the math and let us know what is oh. our final score. Well, it ended up as a nail biter, uh, but because of Josh's betting, there was not going to be a tie, no matter what. Josh does, though. That betting pays off, and he wins 101 to Cheyenne's 100. Great game. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what an ending. <laughs> Great so, game, Josh. Great comeback, yep. Cheyenne. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations, Josh. Adam, who can he possibly expect to go on to play? So we are still uh, awaiting to record that episode, but he is going to be taking on the winner between the Ian Schultze, Jeremy Goodson game that we've got. All right. That'll be a fun one for sure. Cheyenne, unfortunately, this is the end of your tournament run. Any uh, Anything you'd care to say? Uh, no. I mean, just great game. Thanks for having me on. Um, how long is this tournament going to last? I feel like it's going to last like two years. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's yeah, so it's. Uh, I think 
if my math is right, the first week in October will be the finals. <laughs> okay, sweet. Yeah. I love it. Getting tired of it? Tired of the format? No, no, I love it. I just, I just like, it was like, wait, did they think about how long this was going to take? <laughs> yeah, not th- this year we weren't expecting it. Next year we got to figure out how we're going to make yeah. some changes. To, to be fair, we got a pretty big influx really quickly of of patrons we didn't expect so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great i love it. i love listening to yeah. it. i just thought it was fun. funny yeah. i was like this is a year-long tournament <laughs> yeah. all right well that's adam and i'm john and this was another episode of throwback trivia takedown thank you for listening to throwback trivia takedown if you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you if you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head-to-head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane.